It's that time once more. It's Turbo Time. Turbo Drive Live. Here on Sega Sonic Radio. The number one source for Sonic music. Music. Hey there, guys, and welcome to Turbo Drive Live here on Sega Sonic Radio. I'm your host, Turbo, here again for Turbo Drive Live only on Sega Sonic Radio. Welcome! It's the weekend here again in uh, Brighton, sunny Scotland. Yes, it's, it's, it's you know... Um, what was it? Oof. So bright and sunny, it's absolutely blinding, actually. It's... Uh, it's uh it's crazy. After all the after all the crazy kind of like uh weather we've had over the past 5 months, you know, um it's good to actually see some sh- uh you know, proper sun su- sunshine for uh you know, uh you know, for a good while, you know, which is good. It's good. But anyway, welcome and I hope you're all doing all right uh here this Friday evening. Or afternoon, depending on where you are. So, um, yeah. I hope everything's cool where you are. Except for John. Apparently he's dealing with uh, some torrential rain. Uh, I know how that feels. Um, so, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> At least it's not rain, but... Not. That's a good That's a good one from uh, uh, Twin B Mark II there. Uh, At least it's not rain bananas. Indeed. Or coconuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those would be really bad on the head. But anyway, um, but yes, um, I've totally lost my place. <laughs> Typical. Um, so yeah, what's up for this week? Well, quite a lot actually. Um, we've got Sonic News Rewind coming up very shortly. Uh, I'm actually currently in the middle of actually getting my supper done, so I'm gonna leave this intro quite short. Um, we got uh, Sonic News Rewind coming up after this uh, after the musical break. Uh, that's going to be coming up very shortly. Uh, we got some um, uh, Turbo Source impressions for you. Uh, I'm thinking of doing a double bill um, uh, this week uh, for Turbo Source impressions because I recently saw a movie that was so I was intrigued to watch and I wanted to find out what it was all about. So um i read it on xbox live so uh i got a chance to watch it and uh, i i want to get my f- viewpoints on it but there's also something else that also hit xbox live uh just very recently today so um i'll be talking about that and actually it will continue into next week is next week's show as well so you'll probably know what i'm talking about but anyway um but of course if you got any requests then do send me uh, your requests uh, through either to my email address, which is turbo at sonicstadium.org, or you can send me a private message in the IRC chat room, which I'm in right now with uh, a good chunk of people um, having a having a decent day, you know, either chilling in the sun or hiding from the rain. You know, either way, we're all having a good time. Good time in the indoors. Party time. Anyway, uh, so yes, I hope you're doing all right, and um, let's get on with the show. Yeah, so uh, as I'm uh, about to finally get my supper, uh, which means I'll have something to eat while I'm doing the show. Fantastic. 
starving. It's like it's you know I haven't had that much to eat uh, today, and uh, I was working again, of course. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> to be saying things like maybe I should make a ch- terrible chow. That'll be interesting to see. Although not as interesting as probably a Riala chow. You know that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, but yes, um, I know what I know. One person who would love to see a Riala chow in person. Mm. Yeah, I, I I just know that person too much, too well. Um, but anyway, um, for your listening pleasure, uh, I was uh, thinking now because T Bird is going to um, E3. Uh, for this week, uh, next week, next week's E3 and whatnot. He's got to go to E3 and he's got to be with uh, Sven Jocelyn. He is known as Team Chaotix on uh, Twitter. So, in celebration and uh, for the irony of that fact, here is the theme song for Team Chaotix. Team Chaotix, performed by uh, Gunnar Let Nelson. Uh, Nelson. So, uh, enjoy this, and uh, I will see you in a few minutes. So, enjoy this. This is Turbo for Turbo Drive Live only on Sega Sonic Radio. Keep it cute. Keep it cool.
Rewind. Hey there guys, welcome back. It's time for Sonic News Rewind here on Turbo Drive Live only on Second Sonic Radio. And yes, that was a little extra track there for you. Uh, Katie Shadow Girl uh, with Amnesia Race. I think I had amnesia while I was listening to that myself. But, uh, never mind. <laughs> I made a funny knot. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Shadow Girl. Um, uh, someone that I, you know, you know, personally, uh, personally respect. Uh, obviously, because, uh, I was able to play uh, her Come On Shadow song at, uh, last year's SOS, and uh, she's been busy. She's been busy writing uh, more songs based on her favourite character of all the Sonic Universe. I'll give you three guesses who that is, and uh, if you can't get them right in the first two, then you're a moron. Uh, right, so, anyway. Turbo Drive Live, Sonic News Rewind, here on Turbo Drive Live. So, yes, um... Sonic news. There's been a quite a bit of Sonic news floating around. I say floating around, not around. Around, around the pound. It's got a lund. That sounded so bad, but um, but here, uh, here, <laughs> here's what's been happening. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Richard Jakes. Many people might know him for certain Sega contributions to various soundtracks, including Sonic R, Sonic 3D Blast on the Sega Saturn, and uh, uh, Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future, or Jet Grind Radio, if you want to be a U.S. Uh, US uh, recipient of gaming, um, is apparently to si- signing, you know, taking signatures at uh, Burbank at the uh, the week of the Sonic Boom ab- event and is rumored to possibly be at Sonic Boom itself uh, during the E3 week so uh, yeah so it'll be interesting to see Richard Jakes uh, at a Sonic event mm. although this is not the first time he has done this he's done this before at Summer of Sonic 2008, where he was the first one of one, one of the first special guests for the community that uh, community event that is Sonic uh, Summer of Sonic, uh, which was the very first Summer of Sonic to be a live live event, which was inter- uh, which was very interesting and very emotional and very magical, magical, sonical, in fact. But yes, uh, Richard Jakes might be at Sonic Boom. Who knows? Only time will tell. Rumor mill's been spinning. Lovely. Damn that! I I I'm sorry for Quasimodo for constantly spinning on that rumor mill. I mean, honestly, he's he 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 works too hard on in that thing. I thought he was I thought it was bad enough that him him being on uh, you know at uh, Notre Dame was bad enough, but now. You know, his part-time job in the rumor mill, he's getting overtime. I mean, honestly, it's crazy. But, um, Sonic Generations. Apparently coming to Sony's NGP. Maybe. Who knows? There's a good possibility. 
I mean, we just recently found out from Konami's pre-E3 announcement that, uh, you know, uh, you know, Kojima Productions are uh, doing stuff for the NGP and PS3, so, you know, uh, what they've called as transferring, transferring. What what absolutely amazing kind of like you know uh, kind of like creativity with that transferring. I'm sorry. When I heard that, I was laughing my ass off. Seriously, uh, it's like I thought that was the most pathetic name to try to make something sound cool, and it doesn't sound cool at all. It's like some. It's like uh, it's close to transfarting. You know, just put a T in there and you're sorted. You know, just hilarity all around. But anyway, uh, Sonic Generations might be coming to Sony's NGP. Who knows? Might do if it's released in time. In time, who knows? But uh, yeah. Uh, what was it? Um. Details of Sonic Adventure 2 Adventure... Uh, well, so- Sonic Adventure 2 Anniversary Soundtrack released. Um, I've had a look at the detail, and it, again, it suffers the same thing as um, the Sonic Adventure uh, Anniversary Soundtrack, where a good chunk of great songs are absent from the listings. So, yeah... Um, but uh, nevertheless, if you want to own it, by all means. I mean, it is not a bad track. It's not a bad soundtrack, in fact. So uh, do not misjudge it. So if you want it, then you must get it. You must. For it is sublime. Don't know why I'm going in, into that. Anyway. Um, uh, Sonic General... Ah, Summer Sonic News. Ding, ding, ding. Sonic Generations will be playable at Summer of Sonic 2011. So some of those people, some of those people at Sonic Boom, obviously getting the chance to, you know, play Sonic Generations there. You know, it's like some people from the US obviously are getting the uh, chance to play it. What about the people in the UK? Don't forget, don't worry, you're going to get a chance to play Sonic Generations yourself in the UK. Yeah. We're good to you. I mean, fair enough. It's like Sega of America have done this before, where you know they've given you know other people in the you know they've given people in the U.S. the chance to you know um, let people play a, a Sonic game that isn't out eight before you know things. But uh, uh, so yeah, you know. Um. But yes, Sonic Generations at Summer of Sonic 11. Good yours. Uh, oh, another and in related news to Sonic Generations, of course. Um, Sonic Generations is officially announced for the 3DS. Now, of course, the version that you will be playing for Sonic Generations is will not be the 3DS version. It will be the 360 version. Yes, it will be. Just like Sonic 4 beforehand. Because, frankly, everyone loves playing Sonic games on the 360. More so than the PS3. Because the PS3 sucks balls. 
I'm kidding, you PS3 fanboys. You know, you and you and your, you know, unbreakable security and free games and PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah, you guys got it good. Anyway, um, but yes, uh, Sonic Generations for the 3DS is said to be coming out in November 2011, which is the predicted time frame for the other versions as well. So it might actually come out at the same time as the 360 and PS3 versions. Who knows? So only time will tell. Uh, more details about Sonic Boom, of course, has been re- uh, released, including obviously talking about Sonic Generations being a demo, playable demo. Um, t-shirts, apparently a musical by the Sonic 4 competition winners, which I have no idea why would they do that. Uh, and uh, apparently cupcakes. Yes. Cupcakes. Cupcakes. Cup, 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 cupcakes. Yes. Interesting. Um, it's like, the cupcakes are not a lie, but the cake is. Uh, never mind. Um, and oh dear. We're going into the, ba- the bad news, uh, people. Ken Pender suing Sega and EA over copyright infringement. Oh. Oh dear, this is so bad. If you don't remember, Ken Penders uh, has, you know, been claiming to own, you know, have copyright laws uh, on the characters that he has created in the Sonic Archie universe. And because Sega and Bioware at the time, who were working at, uh, working on uh, Sonic Chronicles, uh, the Dark Brotherhood, on the DS, the first ever Sonic RPG... Um, uh, Ken Penders was not aware that his uh, his characters were going to be referenced in the uh, game or going to be used in the game in some way or form. So he got a little angsty and tried to sue everyone. Now he's trying to get his way, and he's being a dick about it. End of story. Um, yes. Uh, and finally, Sega has re- revealed their E3 lineup uh, of playable copies of Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games and uh, Sonic Generations. Um, and apparently, the Mario and Sonic uh, Mario and Sonic uh, games will uh, well Mario and Sonic Olympic Games uh, will be really well. The Wii version will be. Like before, uh, like the previous renditions of uh, the Mario and Sonic uh, games, the Wii version will be released in November, and the Nintendo 3DS, not the DS, ver- there's no DS version this year, uh, the 3DS version will be released in February 2012. So, there you go. Lovely. So, yeah. Um, also, other games that are... Um, going to make an appearances at uh, uh, E3 include uh, sad- the sadly dis- uh, you know delayed uh, Anarchy Reigns which I I was very pumped up to actually hold to play this year but uh, just like Bayonetta before it um, it's been pushed back so which 
is a good thing, I guess. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I can't wait to actually get a hold of it and get get to play as uh, you know Jack in this all new beat 'em up style game. You know, it'll be interesting, very interesting indeed. Um, also, other games including Crush 3D, which was funnily enough uh, just only recently announced. Uh, Guardian Heroes, uh, game released on Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network and Steam. Uh, House of the Dead Overkill on c- Extended Cut, which I still think is an absolute fucking joke. Uh, seeing that uh, you know they're only, it's 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 not really putting much in- into it. I'm really really bloody annoyed. But um, uh, Mario Sonic and the Olympic with the game uh, or London 12, 2012 uh, Olympic Games. Uh, Renegade Ops, um, uh, a new game that I didn't really know anything about, Rise of Nightmares, um, which is apparently going to be a Kinect survival or spine-tingling horror experience for the Kinect, which I'm going to be quite, ex- you know, questioning how that's going to work, so, interesting. Um... Uh, Sega Rally Online Arcade, which is already out, which is kind of confusing why they would have that on their E3 lineup. Uh, Shinobi on the 3DS, being able to see that. And of course, the Pass de Resistance, that is Sonic Generations. So, yes. And uh, we're probably going to get a lot of critics say, uh, saying that then it's like that nothing has changed! It's like, uh, like Spoonie ranted on about uh, Sonic 4 last year. Uh, so anyway, um, that is all your Sonic news. That is coming around. So uh, hope things have been uh, good. Uh, yes. So anyway, uh, right, 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 right. So. Right, um... Don't know where to go from there. Transition! Where's my transition? Uh, transition. in the, At the uh, space and time. Mm. It has gone walkie bites. <laughs> walkie bites. Walkie bites. <laughs> don't know where it's gone. Um... Uh, so, anyway. Um... Apparently, Hogfather has a shocking rendition. Apparently, someone representing TSSZ will be at Summer Sonic. Glory. Uh, glory to the people. Um, so, yeah. Joyous. And the peasants rejoice. Yay! <laughs> and Ken Penders is suing the world because he uh, because they blew up his house. No, 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 no. He'll be, bl- he'll be suing God. He'll be like bloody... Uh, uh, was it? Uh, ah, crap! Who's that Scottish comedian who did that stupid movie? Um, where's where he sued God? Um, uh, Billy Connolly, yeah. Billy Connolly. Uh, don't know why. Don't know why he would ever do a movie. Honestly, it's crazy. But um, never mind. Uh, yes, um, moving on, 
So, yeah, this past week, uh, um, one thing I can tell you just now, um, at work, we've been quite quite punctual with uh, our extra stuff, uh, like uh, pr- promotional stuff for s- some of the games that are coming out. And <clears throat> the one that was very surprising to me was the gold cases for Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D for the 3DS. And we had an offer going on where if you pre-ordered the game, you would get a gold gold Ocarina of Time case with a poster with it. However, the boxes that we got doesn't have the game in it. Apparently, you're going you're gonna to have two boxes, and you can just take the cartridge from one box to the other box and put it in there. What a waste. The better thing to do, Nintendo, the better thing you could have done was just do a cardboard sleeve over the game. That would have been a little bit more economically, you know, um, you know, economically, you know, cheaper. You know, instead of making another plastic box that doesn't have a game in it. You morons. What is wrong with you? Did the, 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 the concept of, you know, cost effectiveness didn't come to mind? Oh, of course not. You're Nintendo. You're fucking loaded with money. You're know, like you're loaded to the, the, the teeth with moolah. It's 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 insulting that you can just literally just throw money away on all these crappy crappy things. That's why you were able to pump out, you know, update on update after update of the th- uh, of the DS Lite, you know, because you were making so much money and you can you can afford the updates. You can do it. You can do it. No problem. Morons. Just bloody morons. Anyway. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, what was it? <laughs> Apparently John, John's got Sega Rally on the mind. Um, which I haven't actually played the new arcade one. Uh, mainly because I didn't, I don't have the the Microsoft points, let alone the um, the attention span to get it. Because from my point of view, it's pretty much uh, the same Sega Rally that came out uh, about two two or three years ago. But uh, oh. ah, John is talking about the original Sega Rally. Uh, oh. Sega Rally DC. Oh, he's talking about Sega Rally 2. Uh, yes, I did have... I actually did have Sega Rally 2 as a st- as a starting game in my game... Uh, in my kind of like game collection for the uh, Dreamcast. It was actually one of the first first games that I actually wanted to get... Or I, I got with the console um, alongside some other crappy, crappy Dreamcast games. But... Uh, but no, uh, I did get Sonic Adventure with it as well, you know. Although I got my Dreamcast near close to the death of it, which kind of sucked. Um, I think I got mine in 2000. But, 
nevertheless, uh, Sega Rally 2 is quite ch- challenging. I I do agree. Um, uh, particularly the last uh, last couple of tracks, uh, and it is uh, quite a challenge. Very narrow, very narrow roads and uh, tight corners. You know, so yeah. Um, Nevertheless, uh, and sorry about the noise in the background, obviously, uh, little visitors. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, uh, hey, Peugeots! Yeah. I, I, tend to, I tend to use a Peugeot car myself a lot. Um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, I, I, uh, what was it? For, what was it? Sega GT, I used a Peugeot 206, uh, or 307, mostly, through the game. Uh, a heavily modified Peugeot uh, 307. Um, yeah, and I, I used that for most of the game, which was uh, quite hilarious. Uh, was it 307 or 507? I can't remember. Or 407. I can't remember. I think it was 407. Anyway, I can't, can't mind. Um... But yes, I used to, I used to play that a lot because I was playing it on my Dreamcast, and it was uh, the the double double game that you got with the Xbox, the original Xbox, where you had Jet Set Radio Future and Sega G, uh, Sega GT on it. Uh, though sadly, it wasn't backwards compatible, which kind of sucked. But eventually, I did get a solo copy of Jet Set Radio Future, and I was happy. Big grin. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, time for, what was it, uh, Turbo Source Impressions. So yeah, we gotta get into that quickly. But of course, after that, we uh, before that, we have a little musical break. Uh, and I'm not gonna tell you what the so- song is, because you should know what it is. And you should know what's gonna be coming after said song has played, and what topic of discussion will be talked about in Turbo's first impressions on Turbo Drive Live, only on Psychosonic Radio. Yes! So, enjoy!
Turbo's first impressions. And we're back for Turbo's first impressions here on Turbo Drive Live, only on Sega Sonic Radio, and of course, uh, <clears throat> with that song, it is time for my first impressions on Duke Nukem Forever demo. Uh, the Duke Nukem Forever demo was revealed uh, was released to people who are part of the first access website of uh, Duke Nukem Forever, which of course I am, uh, mainly because I pre-ordered the game and I am supporting this game and I support this game with a passion because this game deserves our respect for actually actually being the longest game in development ever, and it. Damn well res- needs our respect. And, uh... I mean, fair enough. It's been a joke for a good fucking long time. But right now, it's happening. It is happening. This is happening. Duke Nukem Forever. It's coming. After over 12 years of development. It is the longest game in development history. So... Although Alien... Well, Hogfather is saying there... um, Aliens Clon- Colonial Marines is currently giving giving it a big run for its money. Ah, uh, I don't know. Actually, I I think when was Aliens Col- Colonial Marines first announced? Well, back in two thousand and uh, what was it two thousand two or two thousand? You know, because if it was anywhere near nineteen ninety six, uh, we can probably say that that is probably one of the longest games all time, but, uh, no, Duke Nukem Forever, it was first announced that they were going to do a sequel right after Duke Nukem 3D. Duke Nukem Forever was in the pipeline from the get-go after Duke Nukem 3D's launch, back in 1996. So, it goes to show, goes to show you. But, uh, yeah. Uh, So yeah, um, so yeah, Aliens Clone Marine first announced in two thousand one. Uh, it doesn't be, doesn't doesn't have the same, you know, you know the kind of, same kind of like hitting powers. Duke Nukem's timeline. But anyway, I'm I'm going off uh, on a huge tangent with uh, Hogfather right now in the RC chat room. But let's just say this, okay? Uh, and of course, yeah, it's it's ironic actually that uh, Aliens Colonial Aliens Colonial Marines is actually being done by Gearbox, who is also the same guy, uh, which is also the same team who is also finishing up Duke Nukem Forever. So, what a, what a coincidence, ain't it? But anyway, nevertheless, let's go on with this. Duke Nukem Forever's demo. <laughs> uh, 
No, I don't think Sonic Extremes ever gonna be finished ever. Uh, Yuji Naka pretty much hit the nail, uh, you know, put the nail in the uh, the final nail in the coffin on that. But anyway, uh, Duke Nukem Forever demo. Uh, I got a chance to play it um, a couple of times. Played it, th- played through it twice, and played it on the normal difficulty and the hardest difficulty. Um, I mean, in terms of style, it has it. It has the Duke Nukem style that we've imagined it would always have, and it still has it. From you know, it, it's pretty much a million times better than what it was portrayed in. Um, Duke Nukem 3D, you know. Duke's attitude is that of Duke Nukem's attitude. And that's what shine, makes the game shine. Um, and in terms of gameplay, fair enough. It's it's like your typical shooter. Um, you know, you have a, regen- you have a regenerable, uh, regenerative... Uh, Shield in the form of a, an ego bar, which I think is kind of clever. Call, calling your shield an ego bar, you know, Duke's ego. You know, it may be it may be hurt, but it can it can punch it can come back. You know, that's kind of clever. Um, the whole aspect the whole aspect of only being able to hold two weapons at the same time um, is. It's it's all right, you know, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, hmm. um, um, the you know graphical gra- graphically, I think it's okay. You know, I thought it was gonna be abs. Like many people obviously say, oh, it's gonna be f- it's gonna be awful. Graphics are gonna be terrible. It's like, I've always said this: Duke Nukem Forever isn't about the graphics. I mean, the graphics are good. Don't get me wrong; it is good. Like graphically, it's it's a very decent game. I mean, I it actually is a lot better than some of the other kind of like crappily crappy graphical games that are out there, including uh, Golden Axe Beast Rider. Um. And, uh, uh, Too Human. You know, because Too Human looked crap. But Duke Nukem Forever? It's obviously trying to go for that realistic style, and it kind of works, but it's, it's not supposed to be, you know, portrayed as a realistic game. You know, it's Duke fucking Nukem. You know, it's Duke Nukem. You're supposed to have fun with the game. Doesn't matter about the presentation. I don't care if the presentation of the game was utter crap. As long as the game was fun and funny, then it works. And you know what? It is fun and it is funny. Being able to play play with all those weapons, eh, all those weapons again, was a breath of fresh air. You know, there are some weapons that uh, obviously are modified to actually be a lot more realistic, with a recoil and everything like that, but your classic weapons, like the Ripper, uh, the Shrink Ray, uh, the Rocket Launcher, uh, you know, Rocket Propelled, uh, you know, Rocket Launcher thing, 
RPG. Um, uh, the Devastator as well. Oh, I love the De- Devastator. Devastator is nice. And you know, you know the funny thing about Devastators, the Devastators ammo count. Now, of course, um, ammo count is actually a, fi- a fixed number for these things, and you get to first use the Devastator in the remake boss fight against the the big huge alien in the stadium. And of course, this is the same demo that was used in um, uh, at PAX, you know, PAX two thousand and. 10, I believe, uh, with probably some minor kind of like altercations. But other than that, it's pretty much the same demo because it's the same areas that were available at PAX. Um, but uh, the stadium thing, I didn't notice, and no one actually explained this, but uh, the ammo count for the Devastator is 69 rockets. 69! You cannot get any more in innuendo than that in a Duke Nukem Forever game, in in Duke Nukem for in general. So you don't have a ma- you have a max ammo count for your for your weapons, you know, which is a little disappointing. Fair enough, but uh, you know, it it just means that obviously you have to be conservative with your ammo sometimes, you know. Uh, in certain areas, like uh, obviously the more powerful weapons, like the rocket launcher, obviously only has only five rockets with it. Um, whereas normally, uh, you know, from the original game, it had like ten, or you can probably bump it up to twenty. But uh, other than that, you know, it's like uh, it actually sh- shows that you have to conserve your ammo uh, in in you know uh, dire situations. You know, uh, but uh, other weapons like the Ripper has two hundred bullets, uh, but. It's obviously that much because the amount of uh, you know the the amount of rounds per second obviously is quite immense. So you're kind of like chewing through that, chewing through those uh, 200 bullets in four clips, because you know you're sh- you're firing them at 50 you know 50 bullets uh, kind of like uh, you know cartridges, as such. Um, but uh, still, it's like other things like obviously the shrink ray, the rail cannon. Which is a fur is a new weapon for the game, um, the rail cannon. It's it's fantastic because it's essentially uh, a very high powerful laser sniper, uh, where you can you can go down the site of it and actually have have it in a sniper mode and be able to take pigs pigs heads off, and when you actually get a headshot, their heads expand and explode. And the peasants rejoice. Yay! Um, so, Duke Nukem Forever. I love it. it. Is what I've been wanting. Is a fun game. And the little things that are in the demo, like being able to pick up a turd and throw it around. And every time you pick it up, Duke says another line every time. You know, he has about like ten lines. Describing what he's doing, you know, and some of them are bloody funny, you know. And uh, uh, what was it? Various other things as well. I mean, some of the lines when you're killing enemies as well. It's like uh, you know, there's even a, a line from Deliverance, you know. It's like uh, squeal, little pea. 
He's like, squeal, piggy. And like, oh my god! You guys! You, the writers! Thank you! You're writing in so many pop culture references! It's glorious! You know, um... It's like, thank you! So... And that and that's the main thing about Duke Nukem, is it's it's the personality and the whole boisterous kind of like uh, personality of Duke as a character. It's hilarious and it shows. And I'm seeing it in the demo and I'm loving it. And um, some of the things in the demo, like uh, obviously in the last one, in the last part, the desert um, area, um, it's. Um, there's one moment where, obviously, you're in Duke Nukem's kind of like a big four-wheel truck, like monster truck thing, and you're just driving around, obviously knocking down things and whatnot. And then you get to a point where you're out, where you're out of gas. I mean, when does that ever happen in a game? You kind of it's like you kind of like you know running with that, and whoop, you're out of gas. Wow! And it's like it totally changes up a generic kind of like like a roadmap kind of like level where you've got a vehicle yeah but it's only limited on how much how much gas is in the thing and you'll have to you know once you run out of gas you need to find gas and when you're finding gas it's kind of fun you know because you're killing more dudes with guns uh, and uh, some there are puzzle elements as well uh, where Duke can, uh, you know, Duke's interaction with the the environment at times, you know, it's it's hilarious. And of course, there's a reference to Half Life. Yes, Half Life, where he actually says, um, "It's times like this I would need need a uh, a crowbar or something like that." And he's going up, and he's going going to go into a mine that's blocked off by some wood. So and. Obviously, in the Half-Life games, particularly, particularly Half-Life 2, you're obviously using the crowbar to bash through kind of like uh, wood and whatnot. Basically, this is our parody version of Half-Life 2, in my personal opinion. And I love it. I'm loving it so far. I can't wait for the full game. I want to play more of this. I want to play it to death. I want to continuously play it over and over and over and over and over again. till I can't play it anymore. Because it's just got to be so bloody awesome. And that's all I have to say about that. Get Duke Nukem Forever. Get it. Or you're doing a big injustice in the gaming industry. Where you are not letting Duke Nukem, rise from the ashes, from a from a cult, culture joke to a monarchy of awesomeness. Duke Nukem has returned. Oh, hail to the king! So yeah, that's my opinion on uh, Duke Nukem Forever. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about on uh, in uh, uh, Turtles First Impressions was a movie that I wanted, wanted to talk about, um, and I'm gonna briefly talk about this and you know whatnot. 
But uh, Duke Nukem, well, well, obviously Duke Nukem Forever wasn't the first thing that I was going to talk to, talk about this week. Uh, the other thing I was going to talk about was uh, a movie that I rented on Xbox Live called Disney's Tangled. Now, you're probably wondering, why the fuck did you rent that? And mainly because out of curiosity as to what it was all about, because it from what I saw from trailers and whatnot, it was basically a Rapunzel story, um, you know, just reimagined in some case. And what I didn't expect it to be was a fucking musical. And let's be honest here, I don't like musicals. I never have. I've never loved musical songs... Uh, in the game, it's like you know. Um, I I I just uh, or uh, well, well, musicals in uh, movies because I, they're just cringeworthy. Really, they're cringeworthy, and uh, it you know. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the thi- some of the things entangled were good. Um. Particularly the uh, the male the, the male kind of like uh, lead uh, of uh, uh, Flynn Rider, but uh, the whole thing, like the beginning of the movie, the entire third act is is um, is uh, spoiled in the thir- in in the beginning in the first five minutes. Um, And I just, uh, I just couldn't believe that. And of course, the character, obviously, when they're having this backstory about this woman and whatnot, and uh, and uh, the the basic story, and I'm probably giving away spoilers for this. Um, the story of Rapunzel is that um, once upon a time, uh, the sun shed a single light of a uh, single tear of light. And it landed on Earth, and it turned into this sunflower. This old woman found it, and she used its uh, used, used its magical abilities to keep young forever. Um, during those hundreds of years, a kingdom was growing, and the king of queen was going to have a baby, and the queen was sick, so so the kingdom w- went on search for a miracle, and of course, a miracle flower or a magic flower. Uh, then one night, the old woman. While she was using the flower, she actually held, you know, she, uh, she kept, she tried to keep it hit, hidden, but then accidentally revealed it to the world, and thus, uh, the kingdom took the flower and gave it to the queen. First off, big thing that I wanted to point out here: all this couldn't have happened if the stupid old woman took the flower with her. She actually, she didn't take, she didn't dig it up. She didn't dig it. Of course, we wouldn't have a plot if she actually did this. But you know, it's like she didn't dig it up herself. She didn't put it into a flower pot, and she didn't take it home with her. She's a bloody moron. Um, and because the mother, uh, because the queen took like uh, took this flower, which they actually melted it into a liquid into liquid form so she drank it she she drank the magical properties of the sunflower so when her child was born which was rapunzel of course um 
she was born with golden hair. And apparently her hair is magical. And of course it has the same magical properties as what the flower did. Where if you sing to it. And this is the thing about this. Is where if you sing to the flower it gives you life. But in this case if you if Rapunzel sings or the, the woman sings to Rapunzel's hair. It glows and it gives her life and whatnot. But when you cut it it loses its power. Kind of stupid. Um, so, because she can't take, you know, cut the fl- uh, cut the hair and take it back with her, she has to take the baby and raise her as her own child. And then her hair grows out, and then she becomes Rapunzel, the fam- fabled uh, princess stuck in a tower where uh, her hair is growing exponentially and literally has a life of its own sometimes, which I have... It's kind of hard to believe, because actually... The life, uh, the hair doesn't actually have a life of its own. It's actually used more so as a whip, more so than anything else. So yes. Um, but anyway, I know I'm running over my time, but I just want to get this over with. Um, Flynn Rider, uh, like uh, the the male, the the male kind of like lead in this film, uh, Flynn Rider, which is not his real name. Spoilers. Um, he is chased down by the kingdom because he stole the prin- the lost princess's crown, which is Rapunzel's crown. And he, you know, he bumps into Rapunzel. He actually hides, in, and it's like, and you know, he 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 then has to take Rapunzel uh, to this uh, event where the kingdom always launches lanterns on Rapunzel's birthday. Uh, to find if she can find them and she'll be, you know, go, go on and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah. Um, um, so, with, with, you know, this story, this, this story, some of the characters I really don't like, especially the old woman. The old woman who takes care of Rapunzel or uses her power to kind of like keep herself young and whatnot. And she always has the attitude of saying, "Oh, oh, please! I don't want to be the bad guy and so whatnot." And I was just sitting there. It's like, we know you're the bad guy. It's like it's bloody obvious. Stop telling us. And of course, she sings. She has like what two ma- two musical numbers and they're both the same and they're both both stupid because obviously it's just her lying out of her bloody mouth saying that the world is dangerous and whatnot it's only dangerous and this is coming from and this is like um you know uh i don't want to say irony but uh uh what's the word it contradicts her character because obviously she's the one who's hoarding her you know, hoarding Rapunzel, Rapunzel to herself because obviously she's a bitch. You know, ah, I hate that character. I hate, I just hate it so much. It's like you know, ugh. Uh, but um, the songs I don't like that much. Um, um, like um, really cr- cringe. Cringeworthy at times. I mean, the first, the the kind of like first proper song, uh, like first soundtrack song 
for this movie was Rapunzel singing about her day and what she's got to do. Uh, like, do, doing this, that, and the next thing. Oh, and yeah. Rapunzel. Oh, God. She's your stereotypical male, uh, female, um, kind of like, uh, stereotype. Who is fragile, uh, fidgety, and uh, emotionally confused, and uses a frying pan as a weapon. It's like, this is Peach logic! Princess Peach logic! This is like... Ah! So, yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, I just don't like... It, it, it kind of like brings like, like women's rights like 20 million years, light years away. So, yeah. Um... But, um, yeah, anyway, um, with, uh, what's it, um, other things in the movie, it's like, uh, uh, there was another, there was, I just don't like the songs, it's, they're bad, I mean, there were, there, the only redeeming factors in this movie, and it tends to be always the case, is the animal sidekicks. And I say that sidekicks because there's two. One's a chameleon called Pascal and the other one's a horse called Max Maximus. And the horse has pretty much the same attitude as a dog at times. Where it's kind of like sniffing around. Being like a bloodhound. Sniffing around trying to find rider. Because obviously the horse is part of the kingdom. He's a a palace horse, and obviously he's trying to find Ryder because he stole stuff. Um, Pastel is uh, Rapunzel's uh, kind of like sidekick, animal sidekick, where he kind of like you know gives like uh, or, or tries to give uh, uh, kind of like emo- emotional kind of like support for Rapunzel or whatnot, and advice and whatnot. Um, but of course they don't, both of them don't speak. They, they do it in kind of like, you know, like obviously for Maximus, um, he does it in the, you know, kind of like horse noises and, uh, and, uh, Pascal, he just kind of like squeaks a lot. Um, and those are the only two redeeming factors of the movie is those two characters because, they're obviously reactive characters, and they just kind of, kind of like react to, you know, they do the kind of like miming things and whatnot, and they do, do certain actions, and it's it's fun for those characters to interact with the 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 kind of like human characters at times, uh, particularly Max uh, Max and uh, Ryder, um, and uh, Pascal, and also Pax Pascal being uh, the kind of like. Uh, the Jeremy Cricket of the movie, pretty much, uh, where he's like the conscience of uh, certain things, and he he's kind of like the the you know the kind of like uh, the negotiator kind of like type, where obviously he's like uh, or he's like pointing stuff out to the characters. Where there's one point where Ryder actually talks to Pascal, where he's freaking out about the the glowing hair thing. And Pascal's like, is like, uh, you know, you know, it's it's something that we know, you know. And then there's another moment where 
uh, Rapunzel's healing Ryder's hand because he cut it at one point. And, um, you know, Pascal is like, you know, pointing at his paw to indicate, and it's like, look at your hand. Magical stuff is happening to your hand. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah. Another thing, I, now I don't know what the actual rating for this movie is. But um, I thought I think it's a U, not a PG, cause um, with um, what was it? Um, uh, with uh, there's a couple of dark scenes in it. One obviously is obviously. Uh, the kind of like uh, darkness of the of the old lady that take you know is obviously kind of like uh, taking control of uh, Rapunzel and whatnot. The other is uh, usage of bladed weapons, where and I'm gonna give you a spoiler: someone gets stabbed in in the movie, but of course when they get stabbed. The knife has no blood on it. You know. Um, it's like, yay! Knife, knife is, is like, you know, it's like, it's like the knife has bloody, uh, you know, uh, like, slip bang on it. So it instantly cleans off. You know. You know, um, but uh, of course, it's indicate. Obviously, it's the blood is there. It's just it's hidden. Like uh, it's obviously on the character, and it, it's seeping through the clothing, but not all of the clothing. You know, it's not on the outside clothing. It's on the inside clothing, and you can barely see it. But then, obviously, Disney co- covers it away, and obviously, you know, it, you know, moves away from it because it's it's not nice. It's not nice to have that in a, in a Disney movie. But no, it's like. You couldn't just go all out, really. You couldn't just make this a PG, at least, and actually show a little bit, you know, actually show or indicate that the blade was actually used to stab the character because it didn't look like it actually used to stab the character. She could have, she could have stabbed him, stabbed him with, with a bloody fork, and you know, uh, would have had no indication that you know it, it can stab him because there was no blood on it. But uh, anyway, I'm just nitpicking. I'm just being nit- nit- nitpicky of this and whatnot. And uh, anyway, would I recommend watching this film? There are a few laughs in it. I can admit, it's though it's not fantastic. Uh, I mean, it's overly predictable. It's a Disney movie. It's a Disney musical, in fact. So, it obviously goes to the point of where, obviously, yeah. It, you know, it's a Disney musical, and, you know, you know, you know fine what happens in Disney musicals. It's been going on for, like, fucking decades. So, you know the story. So, anyway. But anyway, that's it. Um, we're, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say recommend this, or, I, I'm not saying you should get this or not, uh, like, rent this or whatever. I don't care. 
Um, just in your own discretion. If you want to watch it, go ahead. Knock yourself out. But trust me, if you don't like musicals, you're not going to like this film. You're going to be probably skipping most of this film. Um, anyway. Right. Uh, that is me with uh, Turbo Search Impressions. And, of course, I've got a lot of requests that people want. So I will be loading them up right now. Um, so, yes. Um, one is uh, Catch Me If You Can. Uh, which uh, fr- The original... Uh, version um, you know uh, done by Rumblebee uh, which apparently hasn't been played that often which I'm kind of surprised I would have thought it would be played on the 24-7 screen, stream a lot lot more and um uh, Uh, what else we got? We got uh, uh, John's requested "Go Go Sega Rally" from Sega Rally Two, and sadly, I don't have any Ra- Sega Rally Two music uh, except for the stuff that was available on Jun Sonoi's "The Works" album, which I don't know which ones are from Sega Rally. I've forgotten, anyway, but... Uh, no, I don't have Sega Rally 2 music, sadly. It's like... Uh, that's uh, that's more so Rorai's... Uh, Rorai Black's department. So, yeah. So, sorry, John. I won't be able to play that. But uh, another song that people want to hear is The Palace That Was Found from Sonic and the Secret Rings. So, uh, I will be loading that up as well. Uh... Pal, uh, pal, ace. Oh, that was found. Uh, so, there we go. Um, oh, I really hate. I really hate it sometimes. Um, ah, there we go. And then cue that. So, uh, there we go. Catch you, uh, catch me if you can by Rumblebee. Uh, from Sonic uh, Sonic Riders and uh, the place that was uh, the palace that was found uh, from Sonic and the Secret Rings to end you off on Turbo Drive Live this week that uh, obviously has extended a little f- more fervor than uh, normal so yes um... so anyway I hope you guys will have a very good weekend if you are playing the Duke Nukem Forever demo enjoy it and be grateful. Be grateful for the greatness that is Duke Nukem. And don't forget to buy the actual game. Because I will. And I'll give you my full Turbo's First Impressions when it comes out. Because it's got kick-ass. Oh yes. It's got kick-ass and chew bubblegum. But I'm going to be all out of gum. And so is Duke Nukem. Yeah. Oh yeah. I went there. I tried to make it funny, but it failed miserably. So, yeah. Um, 
I will see you all uh, next week. Don't forget to check out if there's any kind of like... Uh, well, obviously, there won't be any Sonic, uh, Sonic Hour because Dread will be off and away. Uh, so you'll probably have uh, uh, Radio Redux uh, this week. And, um, and of course, because Dread's also gone again, uh, that will mean that uh, there would be no... Um, uh, no, what's his face? Um, mock the Geek. Which people have been saying Mock the Week, which is not the right title for the show that is on Sega Sonic Radio and Radio Sega. It is Mock the Geek, not Mock the Week, which is the BBC program, but Mock the Geek. Mock the Geek, Mock the Week, Mock the Geek, Mock the Week. Mock the Week, 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 Geek, Week, Geek, Week, Geek, Week, Geek, Week, Geek. Different, different sounding names. Or well, maybe not different sounding, but they're different names. Anyway, enjoy your weekend, people. I will see you next time on Sega Sonic Radio. Friday, 8 p.m. GMT, or British time, wherever, where, however you portray this series, series time frame, as such. And I will see you next time for Duke Nukem Forever. Full game, first impressions. Ah, just getting out there. And of course, E3 week, I'll probably be talking about that week uh, as well. So, uh, possibly, possibly, you know, there's there's been a little talk about, but I I didn't want to talk about it this week. So, yeah. so anyway, see you later, guys. Have a good weekend and enjoy yourselves. And if you have some sun, bathe in it in glorious fashion. See you next week, people. Bye bye. One might do
Sonic Radio, the number one source for Sonic music. 